You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I swear, it was an experience. That it doesn't was, sound like an experience I want. No, I at all. think it's probably the last time that I run through that area of town again. <laughs> It was. It was what a mistake. possessed you to think, at, like particularly in the evening, I like know. oh, that's where I should go in the dark and pouring down rain? Let's go to one of the uh, highest crime rates in Portland and let's run through it. Let's just do that. Let's just run directly I'd, through it. Well, it was good motivation. I swear, somebody yelled at me, "What you running from?" <laughs> when I ran by the bus stop, yeah, it was uh, it was unnerving. And then oh, I if hit. you're being heckled for you know yeah. running in an area, it's probably not the area you should was, be running. It was in. good motivation. Hello, this is Fun <laughs> Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of course, you can listen live to Fun Employment Radio five days a week right here out of Portland, Oregon, on the Fun Employment Radio Network for six ninety nine a month. The first week is free, and it greatly supports us, helps us maintain this studio for all the other shows on this network and our equipment and all of that stuff. And, and cover our you. raising uh, rent costs. Yes, indeed. Those <laughs> Jesus do happen. Jesus Christ, man. But wherever, uh, even if it's just via podcast, that is fantastic. Anything that you do, we so appreciative. Yes, absolutely. And don't forget, you can go to iTunes and subscribe on there to the iTunes feed, and you can uh, leave a positive review for us if you want to. Oh, boy. Yes, if you'd right. like to. I'm but you're saying. not leaving a positive review for the area that you no, ran I am through not. last night. We, we have a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. <laughs> but uh, Yes, a good good segue there. Almost as good as your asylum one from the other day. I know. Well, yeah. Anton wrote, and he liked that one. He said it was okay. <laughs> good. So he we can uh, compare my mental capacities to their, uh, and use that as a segue, to their shop on 37th and Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I was, uh, as as we've talked about before, Sarah and I are getting ready to run a 15K oh for the God. Shamrock Run, which is next weekend. I cannot, when you were saying it was next week, and I was like, <laughs> you're fucking with me. Nope, That's ten, not true. 10 days from now, Sarah. Oh, my God. March 16th, we will be running, uh, rain or shine, early in the morning, we'll be running over nine miles through downtown Portland and up a giant hill. That is what we'll be doing. Yes, there is a giant hill in downtown have, Portland. And you have to get it into your head now. You that have I'm to get running it. forever. Like, that's what it is. It's just like, it's, I'm never going to not be running. Once I yep. start that, it'll just, it's forever then. That is your life. That is the my life. The rest of your life starts at about 8 a.m. on March 16th, where you will run forever. You will oh, run until no. it's over. No, we're the slow pokes. We have to start super early. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be like in the first sections, like when we're three hours in, people can be passing us. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we'll probably have to start at like 5.30 and we'll we'll finish about noon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So (laughs) with that, though, I've been trying to get ready, trying to get ready for it and trying to run. And last night I decided to attempt to run five miles. Now, I'm not going to lie. I walked a little bit during that uh, five miles, but it was a steady pace. It was a steady pace. What you did? You ran five miles yesterday? Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Yep. God damn it. Yep, last night. Started off at about uh, 6 six o'clock or so. 6 I've been PM. continuously, I've been going for three mile stretches, but I haven't quite gone to five. Yeah. Oh. It was tough. And I have not ever in my life gone past nine miles, which yeah. by the way, in case, um, in case you're wondering, a 15K is a 9.3 mile 9.3, 3.1 for a 5K. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long ways. It's a, it's a long, it's a very long, long ways. ways. Yeah. So I, I did, uh, I did go running yesterday. Now I live in Portland. Um, Towards, not, I'm not in the outskirts, but 
I'm on the verge of a section of town that's that's uh, colloquially known as the Felony Flats because of the fact that there's a lot of felonies and some shootings <laughs> and some drug dealings that go on over there. Lots, it's of, not, lots of sirens. It's not as bad as like a terrible section of another city, but it's still... It's it's not the greatest area of town. No, it's it's very much not. And I decided to run up to 82nd Avenue, which is... <laughs> it's the Avenue of Roses, Greg. Is, is that really what it's called? Yeah. 82nd Avenue is the Avenue of Roses. They You're tried kidding to, me. I am not kidding you. No, they tried to... They're, they're trying to class <laughs> they it tried up. To, they tried to say that's what I it am is. pretty... I am like 99% sure that, the, that 82nd Avenue is the Avenue of Roses. All right. 82nd <laughs> Avenue, just for a point of <laughs> reference, is full of weird, shady used car dealerships, uh, motels that charge by the hour, mm-hmm. um, weird bars, sex shops, and... Uh, yeah, lots a lot of Jack of stri- Shacks out there. A lot of, yeah, but yeah, those kind of yeah. ones. Yeah, like the Jack Shack kind. And strip clubs, and then weird little houses that say, oh, lingerie modeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know what goes on in those things yes. I assume I know and so I I for some reason in mapping out my run from my house I decided oh I'll go down there and run down 82nd so I ran out to it and then ran down that for about two and a half miles what in God's name possessed you to run down 82nd Avenue I don't know I was in a hurry and I wanted to map something out and I was just like oh well that's a good idea I'll run there I don't know it wasn't a wise idea it wasn't smart. No. So it was... Well, I know that yesterday was really like chaotic and busy, too, so that's kind of showing where your mindset was by yeah. the time you go, oh, I'm going to try and map out five miles. Maybe I'll run down 82nd, yeah. where there are constant, yeah, there's constant like police interactions and prostitutes and you know, yeah. you know, little gangster kids. Yeah. Yep. A lot of that. A lot of, lot of meth heads and crackheads on the corners. Yeah, Edward in the chat is saying that uh, he sees 82nd on cops whenever they're in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. That is a good reference. That is. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I ran out there and I um I ran down it and the experience was something I don't want to repeat, but there are there are just large groups of people that just hang out on like they it's do. very it's not very well lit. No, they just stand there. You always see people standing yeah. on eighty second. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know what they're up to. Yeah, they're up to no good is they're what up, they're up yep, to. Yep, bunch of shit apples mm, is what's going on. A whole bunch of shit they're adult shit apples. Adult shit apples. Mm-hmm. And had I don't think that they're too used to seeing people run on that street for good reason. Yeah, nipples in the chat is saying, seriously, who runs down 82nd unless they're trying to chase down a, a toot, yeah. <laughs> a prostitute? Yeah, that's what I, f- I figured out that really quick. But it was on my route, and I had to make sure that I ran the amount that I said I was going to. So I had once I got up to it and I started cutting down, I went south on 82nd, I had to keep going. And so I'm jogging along, going past these groups of people, and I swear at one of the bus stops, there was this group of guys, and they're all just staring at me as I'm running down there, because it was pouring down rain, and I don't have really good rain running clothes, so it probably looked like I was wearing normal clothes, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have like a rain jacket and like some slicker pants on. Slicker some pants? Swisher pants. Swish pants. Yeah, they're kind of like, um, they're kind of like ski pants. Only they're like light ski pants. Okay. Yeah. So so they make that. Swish is that where you got? Is that how you got your name, Little Swish? It's probably because that's part of it. Because your pants just swish, swish, swish. Well, that you because walk. you know when I'm out on the basketball court, everything I throw up swishes in. So that's what the kids call me. But anyway, so I was I was running down there, and yeah, this group of dudes at the bus stop. As I'm running towards it, I could just see them. They're all like talking. There was probably about six of them, and then they just stopped talking. And when and started looking at me about a half a block away as I'm running along. Oh gosh! I'm like, oh, um, 
Mm, okay, this looks a little unnerving. You don't run toward a group of strangers hanging out, choosing to spend their evening hanging out on 82nd yeah, Avenue. This is where they choose That's to spend like their they're time. Hang, like, there's like, hey, you want to go and stand on 82nd Avenue and d- deal drugs or whatever the fuck it is that they're doing? Right. Yeah, that's pretty much and it. And you're just running toward them in the rain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I was, uh, I was a little nervous about that. And as I'm running towards them, they all just kind of stop and they're staring at me and it's like they weren't going to get out of the way. So I say, like, oh, shit, am I going to have to talk? Like, what's going on here? Come on, guys. I'm really just move out of the way. This is what's my inner monologue. Uh, outer monologue is just stare straight ahead. Don't look at them. Don't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And so they they did back up and let me go by. Oh, and as I'm Greg. doing it, though, they're all just staring at me. And like every one of them, they stop their conversation. And so I like eh, jog on by and uh, with my with my headphones in. And that's when one of them yelled at me. And I, I'm almost positive. I did have my headphones in. It was, what are you running from? Oh, what you running from? God. And at that point, you know, that gave me good motivation to keep on going. And so I did that. And it was interesting to see the random people that, that you do encounter just walking on 82nd. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've driven by there before. And you'll see these people... Like there's no stores, there's no there's no storefront, there's nothing to be walking to really. I have lived in Portland for twelve years and I have to say I have never ever walked down eighty second. No. No one ever does. No one ever does. I've I have never done it either. Yeah. I've never done it. And I don't think I know anybody who's walked down. Like, I mean, granted, I've walked, I've been like on 82nd, like uh, when we went to that bar on 82nd that one time with a bunch of people. But I mean, like not walking down the street from one destination to another. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. This is actually walking on this thing. Only I was I was running on it. And it's it's like it's kind of like uh, the extras in like a video game where like maybe in like Grand Theft Auto or something where you just see these random people and they don't look like they fit anywhere. They, like anybody who doesn't seem to like they fit into any section of normal society, this is where they are. This is where those people go. Where if you see somebody on a bus and you're like, man, I wonder what that guy does. I wonder where they're going. Like what are, what are they up to? What are they doing? And this is where they go hang out. Okay. And they just walk up and down it. And there's a lot of uh, single women walking down it, which I was surprised about. Single <laughs> ladies that looked like they were up to something they were you're surprised that the single ladies uh, were fancily fancily dressed you know what i'm surprised about about portland hookers though is that a lot of them aren't fancily dressed like you'll no, see this one was these these ladies weren't fancy you see a lot dressed. of like winnie the pooh sweatshirts and stuff yeah. and these are like these are prostitutes well no we had that discussion the other day these are hookers these aren't they're hookers you're right yeah, this is the hooker des- designation of prostitutes mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of them a lot of str- strange Dudes just walking by themselves with like a vacant glare, and then they would see me because clearly I'm out of place. Yes, like this is their their home. This yeah, is where you they were are. you were trespassing. Yeah, you do not go into their home. Yeah, I got a lot of strange looks, and you go by these places that when you're driving by you never pay attention to. And I've noticed I've done this even driving down normal streets. I go all the time. I'm so oblivious to anything new or changed mm-hmm. or what's actually going on just because I'm just just driving down the road. Yeah. I don't pay attention to the side of the road. There are so many random houses with like broken out windows and like boards on them but then you'll see somebody just kind of sitting there. It's like they're peeking out through the window. What? As you go by. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. And this is all stuff you just ignore when you're driving by it. Mm-hmm. And so I... T- so I ran down there, and it, it was good motivation. It was good motivation to keep on going. And then on top of that, I realized they're they're so not used to to runners or anything like mm-hmm. that on this street. There's a lot of people that are very athletic in Portland. This is not where they go. No, is this why you like secretly went there because you wanted to feel super athletic? Well, yes, okay, <laughs> maybe yes. you did. It did make me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. It also made me a little bit afraid. And on top of that, it it was motivation to keep on running. 
you just you just keep going. Uh, T Sex is in the chat. He said, "Once you start running on eighty second, you don't stop running on eighty second. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. That is true. And it, it was though. It was it was an interesting lesson to learn about what you miss when you're not paying mm-hmm. attention. Like I, I suggest anybody, even if you're driving down the street, like say you go down the normal pathway you go to work." Actually, take a look every now and then at some of some of what's on that road mm. that you just gloss over. You don't even realize is there. Little, little hidden treasures. There's hidden treasures. Sure, <laughs> sure. We'll call them treasures. Yes, we can call them treasures. And I don't know how many times I was almost hit by a car. It was a lot. I, I will not. Go yeah, down I mean there that's again. dangerous on so many levels. Running out there. I mean, and, people are probably like screeching out of driveways and yeah, parking oh, lots and stuff. Yes, they don't. They work. are not paying Mm-mm. any attention to anyone running because down. you know why. You're not supposed to be running on 82nd. Well, this is true. <laughs> Everything is pointing toward that is a bad decision. Yeah, I came about, I would say about maybe a foot to two feet away from getting run over by an old man. Oh. Because I was, I was coming down um, Foster, and I, I cut through this uh, this bar, which I didn't even realize. It was like a parking lot, but I, I didn't want to run the road, so I was cutting through this thing. And as I was cutting through the bar... I had my headphones on, and it was one of those things where I didn't hear what was coming. And at the last second, I looked to my right, and bam, there's a pickup truck oh, right Jesus. there, like barreling. This guy was he was going through the parking lot, but he was probably going 15 miles an hour. He was going to his That would have been a flat Greg. Yeah, that would have been a flat Greg. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, and I jumped up, and I, I yelled, my God, because, you know, I freak out easily. But anybody would. If anybody knows this about Greg, they know that uh, he gets when he gets caught off guard, he is... Hilariously spastic. Yeah, it is so funny. It's like if he doesn't expect you to like come up and approach him, like you tap him on the shoulder, he's like, ah! yeah, like overreacts. Like I've I've known a few people like that. You were one of them. You're just like, ah! yeah, yeah. I over I I I am. But you make the weird noises too. Like you do the. Ah! I'm jumpy. I'm jumpy. <laughs> You're skittly. You know, I I and I feel bad about that because sometimes you know if I meet somebody or they come up and like tap me on the shoulder or something, that's the instant way for me to freak out, and it's nothing that anyone is doing wrong it's that i don't know it's just if somebody touches me i uh, i freak out unless i know it's unless i know what's happening so apologies to anybody who's ever come up to uh, say hi to me in public and if you like tap me on the shoulder and i seem a little jumpy it's nothing you're doing uh, yeah if i make that kind of noise yeah. it's not because i'm afraid of you it's just because that's just what <laughs> i do you're a freak <laughs> i i don't know how to change that i can't do it i, I just it just happens I'm like uh, Craig, you're such a, a big, strong, brave boy. I know. Clearly. <laughs> clearly I am. So, I, but yeah, I was cutting through this parking lot, and I, I did. I jumped up, and this guy, I could, I mean, I was so close to him, I could see his face. He was, like, closer, you know, than me to you. He mm-hmm. was, like, two feet away from me. And the old man did not even see me. Wow. And I had a gray jacket on. I mean, you could see me. And... He just went straight through, parked in his spot, and then got out. And at that point, he realized I was there, and all he did was get out and just glare at me. A lot of people glaring at me. Mm-hmm. A lot of that happened. No, they don't like your kind out there. No, they don't. No, they don't. So I ended up... Uh, see, yeah, Tony's saying, so dark clothing at night. No, my jacket was gray. I mean, it was it's like a light gray. So you, you would see it. Okay. You would see that if you were paying any attention at all to the fact that there may be pedestrians around. Not this guy so much. Not this guy. So I did. Uh, I did make it past. So I made it home. I feel good about myself. You know, I made it through. 
I will say, yeah. since it was pouring down rain, it was nice to have my Metro PCS waterproof phone with me. Oh, yeah. That did help out immensely. I figured out the difference between my old phone and this one. It was it was nice to have that. Yeah, well, it's nice to not have to worry about breaking your phone when it's raining. Yeah. and it, it was does pouring that da- a lot in Portland. And it was pouring down rain while I was doing this. Uh, so, yes, Metro PCS, one of our fine sponsors. They are fantastic. $40 a month flat. No contract. Unlimited everything. Mm. That's it. Period. No taxes. That's, no nope. fees. No taxes, no fees, 40 bucks, unlimited text, unlimited data, unlimited phone calls, picture messages, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Unlimited all of it. And for $40 and you you have no extended contract, um, I am finally getting to get to switch off of my old Verizon account because I had to follow through on that contract till the end of this month. So that's going to be switching over to Strictly Metro. It's going to save me a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And they are fine sponsors of our show. So I highly suggest everyone to go to metropcs.com slash metro. You can find a location near you. They've got several, many locations here in Portland. I think there's even one on 82nd. There is. There is. <laughs> They've got a lot of locations here in Portland. So um, go ahead and go in there. Check out their service. It's legit. It's exactly as we're saying what it is. It's no contract. It's month to month. It's fantastic. It's awesome. And you can switch over your old phone number to mm-hmm. it. Uh, so Metro PCS, wonderful sponsors of Fun Appointment Radio. But anyway, that did help out. Having yes. That. But I, I, I survived. You did. I survived. I just want to let you know, you know, my, my scary adventures uh, through the uh, wilderness of Portland. Well, John in the chat was uh, wanted to share one of his adventures from 82nd Avenue. Okay. Uh, he did say in 1983, uh, he did indeed... Oh, well, he put it in the chat, so he doesn't mind me saying it. Uh, he did pick up a prostitute on 82nd in 1983. He said, I had a boner, oh. I had a boner and $25, and she took, care, she took care of both of those in my car. Such a strange, wow. such a strange young man I wow. was. Wow. All right. All right. I don't think he's listening live right now, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to let him know that we just shared that. We have, do have our live chat at funemploymentradio.com yes. slash live. Uh, we just shared that on the show, John. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I figure if he's writing it on the internets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Suman in the chat notes that in 1983, I was six. So there we go. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I was too. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now I feel old. Uh, so anyway, that that's that's the kind of street that it was that I was going on. Okay. I will not be doing that again. I'll mm-hmm. find better places to go. All right. So yeah, don't run toward that area. No, you're kind of taking your life in your no, hands. No, I mean you're. I mean you're not far out there. Like you're right, but you're just where the getting's good. But like as soon as you get to, you start to travel. Oh, I'm right on the edge of the felony. Yeah, so, I mean know. run the other way. The yeah. other way is is safer. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And you probably won't get run over. Mm, probably not. Mm-hmm. Although wa- running through parking lots is a bad idea. So there's your lessons of the day. Okay. Don't run through parking lots. Don't run down 82nd Avenue in Portland. <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> not good. Well, what did you do yesterday, Sarah? Oh, well, I, was... well, I, I too, I did not go for a very impressive run. I just went for like two and a half miles. Oh, I, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's about half of what I... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really feeling really ready for uh, next Sunday. Yeah. For, for racing. But then uh, I did end up going out with a couple friends last night uh, to watch the Blazer game. So I went and hung out with Jessica and Tuggy. And uh, so then we just went and hung out. And Jessica ended up giving uh, Tuggy and I a ride home. So uh, Tuggy kind of lives on the way to my house. So we stopped by his house first. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went and we hung out at his house for a little bit. And his goddamn house. Oh, so we've talked before about how Tuggy lives in an old house. 
yeah and how it the uh how it may or may not be haunted it's totally another one of those things that's okay yeah you you've claimed that it's haunted before i yeah. have what, because what i have seen past, something happen what what are the things in the past that have happened a couple of years ago i was like a, not a couple of years probably like three or four years ago i went through a breakup and uh, tuggy was out of town and he's just like hey if you want to get out of your apartment why don't you just come he's like i'm on the i'm on the boat this weekend why don't you just come to my house hang out i have cable come there and hang out so i totally did Went and, and stayed the night there. I kept hearing weird noises all night. I was just in there by myself, sitting in the living room. And as I was sitting there watching TV, I would hear something like rustling around in the kitchen, like someone moving around a bunch of silverware, like a lot of silverware. It sounded like it was being moved around. You were there by yourself. I was there by myself. Okay. I was I was there by myself. I was not drinking. I was just sitting there watching TV, and I would hear this this uh, like silverware move around. And so I actually called Tuggy, and he's just like, just talk to it. He seriously told me this. He's like, just tell it that uh, that you're just staying for the night and you don't mean anything and everything's going to be fine. But I kept hearing this noise all night, so I barely slept at all. Um, and so I left in the morning to go and get some food at a supermarket down the street, and I forgot to turn down the heat in his house. So I'm like, oh, shit, you know he's not going to be back for a week, so I should probably go back and check and make sure I turn the heat down. Okay. I walked back into his house that I had fully locked, and it was about uh, like 10 or 11 in the morning. Fully locked. Uh, walked in to turn down the heat, looked at his kitchen, and all of his drawers were pulled out, and all of the cabinets were open. All of them? All of them. And he doesn't have very many, but I mean, like... And that's not something you left? No! Open. No, I left, and nothing of the sort was like that, and I just kind of... I just pushed in the drawers and shut the cabinets and got the fuck out of there. Okay. Yeah. No, that's odd. So another thing that's happened there, too, is... This has happened... It happened again last night, but um, when I was there about a year ago... It was in the middle of the day, and uh, and uh, so I was sitting there. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Um, so I went to the restroom, shut the door, tried to get back out of the restroom, and I was I was trapped inside of the bathroom. The door was not locked. The doorknob would not turn. The door wasn't stuck. I just could not get out of the bathroom, and I finally had to pound on the window to get somebody to help me to let me out because everyone was out on the back patio. And when they came to let me out, the door turned and opened just fine. So the same thing last night. I went to Tuggy's. Uh, I went to his restroom. I went there uh, to use the restroom. Locked the door. Uh, I tried to shut the door, and it kept opening over and over again. Like it kept. I'm like, all right, this is this is bullshit. Fine, because I didn't want to lock it because I didn't want to get stuck in there again. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna lock it because the door won't stay shut. Okay. So I locked the door. You know, washed my hands. Tried to unlock the door. The door wouldn't unlock. Tried to turn the doorknob. Now, what do you what do you mean? What kind of a lock is it? It's a door? like an old like slidey lock. Like it's an old like a uh, one that you twist lock. Uh huh. And it like goes into like a deadbolt basically into the door frame. Okay. So I did that. I couldn't undo the lock, and I'm like, okay, okay this is weird. So yeah, it's like a deadbolt on a door. Yeah, and so okay. I'm trying to turn the which easily turns the the deadlock, but like the deadbolt will not turn. I'm like, what the fuck? So it's locked, and you're trying to open it, and it won't. It yes, won't turn and it up. wouldn't turn. So then I tried to turn the doorknob that had just been working, and the doorknob wouldn't turn. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So it was like the doorknob was was frozen. It like was stuck. Couldn't... It wasn't moving. The doorknob huh. didn't move, and it's completely separate from the lock. And the lock, you know, which is up higher, was locked, and it wouldn't unlock. So I just kind of sat there. So there's a bathtub right next to the door, and I just kind of sat there, and I'm like, all right, you know, I've had a few beers. I'm like, okay, I was gonna ask. Had, yeah, had you, had you. I mean, you went out with. Tuggy and Jessica. Yeah, you but it wasn't a, like a wild and crazy night. Like, I just had a couple beers. So, I mean, I I had like probably like three beers over the course of the night. Okay. So, I sat there on the bathtub and I'm sitting there at this door and, that I had just opened freely in the door. And I'm like, okay. I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, Sarah, all right, 
I know you've had some beers. Let's stay here for a second, then try and unlock it again. Tried to unlock it again. Finally tried the deadbolt thing. The deadbolt unlocked, then tried to turn the doorknob again, and the doorknob still wouldn't turn. And so there was nothing holding the door closed. The door just would not open. So the deadbolt was undone. So I got the deadbolt undone. Sitting in there, the doorknob still wouldn't turn. And so I sat back down in the bathtub. I'm like, okay, I'm not. And, you know, and Tuggy and Jessica are way in the other room, like, listening to music. And I'm just like, I am fucking trapped in this bathroom right now. So I finally tried again. Couldn't get out. Ended up having to pound on the door. And when Tuggy came, like, I was pulling on the door trying to get it out. And, and Tuggy's just like, what? And he, like, opened the door and just, like, swung right open. And he's like, what? And I'm just like, you fucking ghost trapped me in the bathroom again. I couldn't. I, I, there was no explanation as to why I would have been stuck in there. Okay. Well, let me just ask for devil's advocate. Yes. Thing. Okay. So you'd had a couple of beers and now you've had. You're sure it wasn't anything that you were just using the door wrong? Is it, no. It's an old house. Is no, because he tested. Like, he tested it. I'm like, does your doorknob like lock up or something? Because I couldn't has, get open. Has this ever happened to him? No. It's just happened to me. Okay, so it's just you. It's just me. And I'm not, like, I know how to use doorknobs. And he's just like, oh, 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 she doesn't like you, partner. I'm like, God damn it. Okay, it's being reminded in the chat. Wasn't there something else that happened there years ago, too, when you were Hmm. there? She's never liked me. I felt. What what was the other thing that. Oh, I felt somebody grabbing me before. And Tuggy has, uh, has felt someone sit on his bed. He has felt the weight of his bed shift. He has felt someone, he just heard someone walk into his room and felt someone sit on his bed and just sit there and watch him. And he's like, I have never opened my eyes when that happens because it is just, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. A lot of weird shit happens like uh, from his basement into his kitchen. So basically his basement leads into his kitchen. Uh, That door won't stay shut. There's no like breezeway or anything just for some dogs won't go into his basement. Really? No animals will. Mm -mm. Dogs won't go down Mm -mm. into the basement? No. Huh. Yeah. I kind of want to test that out. I know, maybe when we do your ghost investigation, we can test his house. Mm. But I'm saying it was just weird. I sat there and logically, I was lo- I sat out the bathtub looking at the door. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, make sure you're not, okay, are you just being stupid and drunk? I'm like, well, let me think. And so I'm sitting there and I was trying to pull it, was not opening. And then when I got the deadbolt undone, there was no reason that the doorknob should, the, that the door shouldn't have opened because I had to lock the deadbolt uh, to get the door to stay shut. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was flying open on its own anyway. Yeah, so it was opening open. So I finally had to you know, put the lock on to get it to shut. Hmm. It was weird. That is odd. It was very odd. It, it was It was weird. Okay. Yeah, and I'm saying I really did take a step back and sit there and look yeah, at it. Yeah, you and thought like, through. Analyze the situation like, okay, this sounds like I'm making it up. Why well, think his is the, his house then is the one that needs the investigation? No, you're not getting out of it like that. Perhaps we could transfer the investigation of my house over to his house. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, everybody vote on that. Um, I I yep. Okay, it's done. It's transferred to his house. Oh, Edward is saying nope. That's not happening. Uh, Edward's saying the last condo he had, he had a dark figure that would kick the foot of his bed and wake him up. Oh, well, that's terrifying. Oh. That's absolutely horrifying. Unless it was just somebody. Maybe it was your neighbor sneaking in there. Um, someone's saying actually, Tuggy snuck up to the door and was holding it close. If anyone's met Tuggy, you can hear him. From anywhere he is, I could hear him and Jessica in the kitchen. Like they were in there, just like laughing and and talking in there. He was not holding the door. Like there was nobody over there. I had to pound for probably about a good thirty seconds for them to be able to hear me. Okay, yeah, that's disturbing. Yeah, yeah, I and um, it's happened before. Like it happened before. It happened in the middle of the day mm-hmm. where I was stuck in there and everyone was out on the back patio and I had to get out. Same thing. Has just, this happened anywhere else other than the uh, bathroom? Nope, just in his bathroom. Okay, and it doesn't happen every time. Now it's I want to go like, over there and test out this door. Yeah. Whatever that thing is, and huh. yeah, and Tucky's very logical. You know, he's a he's a tugboat captain. Like he's a very logical guy. Like ghost shit isn't his thing. Yeah, but he even is just like, oh yeah, 
So she doesn't like you. Well, Tuggy, Tuggy has a house, and, and uh, Edward's mentioning his condo. I had a buddy, which you know this buddy. Um, I won't – I don't know. I don't know if he wants me to tell the story or not because it kind of kind of weirded him out, and he is not a believer. Mm-hmm. But he um, he went on vacation with his wife for like a week, something like that. It was like, it was like a week they were gone. And they came back to their apartment, and it was completely locked up. And they opened the door, and they came in, and their bathroom – they walked into the bathroom and the bathtub was full of water. Oh. And they tested it and it was warm water. <laughs> warm water. So it wasn't like they had accidentally left a faucet on or something like that and it filled up over time because then it would have been overflowing anyway. Yeah. No, it was just filled up like someone had drawn a bath with warm water and just sitting there in their apartment. Oh. Yeah, it was it was weird. They and then they he also told me, you know, they would they would like go out in the living room and things were like moved around. So they they were trying to figure out whether somebody was breaking into their place. Yeah, I mean that would this. be the first thing. Like, is some is somebody coming in and drawing a bath right. for themselves? But the fact is, they, you could walk up to their place and you could see there, there's like no other entrance or exit other than the front door. And so when they parked and they were going up there, like if somebody had been in there and was running out, they would have seen it. And so they they walked up to it and you know door completely locked, like I said, and just a fully warm drawn bath <laughs> in their in their bathroom. And this this guy does not make stuff up like that. Yeah, he's not a. He's a no nonsense type of dude. So well, that's why like ghost stuff is fascinating to me because like I didn't believe in any of that stuff, and you know, and sometimes it's like hard to believe anyway. But like when shit happens and you, it's happening to you, mm-hmm. and there's no explanation for it, like there was no reason why I could not open the door. It yeah. was not deadbolted, like until you just seamlessly just he was just like, "What are you doing?" And then mm-hmm. like opened it and it just swung right open. What were his thoughts on this? He laughed and said, "Oh, she doesn't like you, partner." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly verbatim. That's what he said. Now, how do you know it's a she? Uh, he said he knows it's a woman. I don't know. How? I don't know. Okay. Maybe just like a vibe or I don't know. He thinks that she's an older woman. I don't know if he's like because I know he's researched the history of his house mm-hmm. and he found like a bunch of old shit in his basement. Like I know he found like a musket down there. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, and some other stuff. I know he knows like the history of his place. Okay. But I'm pretty. Yeah, he he knows it's a woman. I don't know how. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. My um. Just to tell another story of somebody else. My, my brother had that with the. Uh, with the old woman in his house that he bought. He, he lives down in um, San Diego, mm. but he bought a house and it's an older house. And the person who had had it before was an older lady, you know, and it would, it had been on the market for a little while before he got it. It was, it wasn't an estate sale, but the woman had passed away. Okay. Whether it was in the house or not, I don't know. And when he first got the place before he got roommates and before his, his um, fiance was there, mm-hmm. uh, he lived there by himself and he, he would sleep in one of the bedrooms and in the middle of the night the the lights would flicker and again my brother is not somebody to make shit up either yeah he's, no he's, he's he's a very straight-laced young man very straight-laced mm-hmm. very very responsible big important job and so he uh he said the lights would start flickering in the hallway even though he had them off they would turn on like flicker and he would hear this old woman like an old woman's voice start uh yelling out down the hall hello <gasps> Hello. Oh, fuck that. Hello. <laughs> yeah. He said you it You do would... a really creepy old woman Hello. yelling. Hello. That's unnerving. What, my creepy old lady I voice? think you might have found another voice acting gig for oh, have I ever... creepy ghost women. I will find my uh, prank phone call from when I was 16 when I played an old woman and kept a lady on the phone for a 45 minutes. I, I can do a pretty good... You are a bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, when I, okay. The side, quick side note. Yeah, when I, was, when I was 16, I did this at my buddy's house because he had a way... He had a cordless phone, but you could record it. And I don't know how he had it worked out that way, but you could record it. It would, it would transfer through to his 
um, boombox. And <laughs> so you could deck. listen to it to his tape deck and you mm-hmm. could record the phone call. And he did that. And I, I called a, um, I'll, I'll find this. I'll find this, and I'll get it dubbed over so that we can we can play it. But yeah, I, I called one of the late night things where they were selling bewitched videos on, online, and so I called as this woman named Rita Oswald, and I was ordering them from my grandkids, and so I I called and I got this woman on the phone, and I was just so slow on answering any of her questions just to keep this woman on the phone, and this lady was very nice. But you could tell she was getting frustrated with me after about 25 minutes where I was asking very detailed questions about the about the VHS ones. Well, now what episodes are on the second tape? And, and I did this. And then I went off about my grandkids and about how I was going to be ordering them for them. And I'm just so excited. Are you a mother, dear? And um, oh I kept God. it going forever. And then, and then I could hear her like asking her manager in the background, like because they were starting to get suspicious. But they, it wasn't suspicious enough to hang up on me. Yeah. And then finally, I got ready to order them, and so I got this credit card, and I read fake numbers on a credit card, and uh, it was really slow. I was like, okay, first number is one, and then I'd wait. Like, okay, okay, Rita, first number is one. Okay, first one was one. The second number is. Uh, it's a six. It's hard to see with my glasses sometimes. And, and I did that for all 16 numbers of the credit card. So it took like five minutes to get through that. And then it came time to read the date. And I was like, okay, oh, three. It's oh, three. That's March, I believe. Oh, three. Okay. And then it's like, yes, Rita, what's the date? Uh, ni- 1985. <laughs> She's like, Rita, that card's expired for like 10 years or however long it was. And I was like, oh, well, we just save it for emergencies. Anyway, I kept this. That's the recap. Of, that's horrible. I kept her on the phone for about 45 minutes before finally. This explains so much about you. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of a shit apple of that lady. You're kind of a shit apple in life. Now you're just an adult version of that. <laughs> She was such a nice lady, too. She was so patient. <laughs> You're a dick. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I started young with that. Anyway, that's a side note. Uh, with the old lady thing, <laughs> I could do a good old lady voice. That's what uh, my brother would hear down his hallway, though. And it happened for, I think, about the first year that he owned it, like intermittently, <laughs> he would hear this. Blood Vixen just has the best synopsis of the way that you tell stories and she writes sometimes when greg tells these stories all i can picture is chunk from goonies with his hand almost in the blender spilling everything he's ever done (laughs) that's exactly you just blurt out these horrible things that you've done (laughs) well i got in trouble with the police at one point so that's that that ended my uh that ended my fake prank phone calling i went through a whole phase with that where i was prank phone calling people and i thought it was fun have I, ever, I don't know if I've ever told this one on the show or not, and my parents are well aware of it, so I'd feel okay telling it. When I was, um, I think I was, I think I was still sixteen, maybe oh, I was Jesus. seventeen. We stayed the night over at my buddy Dan's house, and and his mom was gone, <coughs> so we we were kind of had the run of the house to ourselves, which was you know fun, and we had some people over, and we started we started doing prank phone calls. I started doing prank phone calls. And so I was just picking up the phone and dialing random numbers. And then I'd say something ridiculous and hang up. Well, I did one. And this is where it was pretty stupid. There used to be an old Saturday Night Live sketch with Adam Sandler. Um, I can't remember the name of the sketch, but it was where he would call up his ex-girlfriend. And the whole show was dedicated to his ex-girlfriend and how bitter he was about it. Mm -hmm. And there's one line where he's doing the same thing. And he, he... 
called her up and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then hung up. Sandler voice. Well, I didn't do that, but I did pick it up and I was just holding up the phone to Adam Sandler and then I would hang up. Well, I held it up to one of the lines where that's what he said. He said, I'm going to kill you and then hung up and then I hung up. Denise, that was the name of the, ep- the, the name of the bit. So I happened to hold up the phone when he said that. I didn't know this is what he was going to say. But it happened oh, this to be is adult that. Greg trying to justify. I didn't. Well, no, know. I, didn't. I hadn't listened to that Adam Sandler tape billions of it times. It wasn't the tape; it was live on Saturday Night Live, and I, I was oh, just doing okay. It, throughout it was it. playing live. Yeah, it was playing live. So All right, I was that makes up the more phone sense. And Adam Sandler was talking to them because I thought that was funny that Adam Sandler was doing it. So then I hung up and um, didn't think anything of it. Well, oh, Jesus. on Monday, got a call from the Portland police to my parents' house. When I got home from school, my mom was like, the Portland police have called for you. They need to talk to you about a death threat. <gasps> oh, my God. Seriously? And my mom was, I mean, I oh, can tell. It's one of those things when you, you walk in the house. You king of the shit apples. When you walk in the house and you can tell that your parents are pissed at you, but you don't know what it's for. You don't know what you've mm-hmm. done yet. I mean, I walked in. My mom, when she is mad. She's mad. She has every right. Because picture her being terrifying. She doesn't. Uh, she did not raise us to do that kind of thing. That was me being a little ass. And so, well, your mom's or not Portland police. I'm sorry, I said Portland police. I meant Monmouth. Monmouth <gasps> okay, police. I was wondering why the Portland my, police my got involved. I was like, holy not Portland crap! Police. It was it was Monmouth police where I grew up. So it was, it was the Monmouth police department. And um, and I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then she explained, she's like, well, there's an older lady who said that you threatened to kill her because I guess they called, what happened is they called Dan's house, spoke to Dan's mom. And you're already known as the shit apple well, friend. I wasn't known as the shit apple. I was the good kid. I got away with everything because I was I was the good kid. I was a smart kid. In the Th- those smart are two con- the contra- contradictory things. I was the good kid. I got away with everything. Well, I was known as the good kid. All right, that's more like I it. was known as the yeah, good kid. I was we need the to clarify honors classes and all of that stuff, and which meant I was bored. And so they had called his mom, and his mom then um, called Dan, irate, and asked him. And Dan told her, you know, that it was me, which is, in fairness, it was. And so oh, then he should have stood up for you. Well, <laughs> you know what? What are you going to do? Mm. It was either him taking the blame or not. That's true. I guess when you're 16 and terrified <laughs> to piss your parents off. Yeah, Greg did it. <laughs> yeah. And so then she told What's the police. That serious? A death threat? The oh police then called me, and it was this huge thing. And my, I've never seen my mom angry at me. I mean, ever. I mean, she was ready. She was ready to uh, probably choke me up and bury me somewhere. She was so furious, and rightfully so, rightfully so furious. And so I had to call the police and explain what what I did. And the guy was like, "Well, okay, she's an older woman. I understand your story, uh, but nonetheless, you're admitting that you did this. Uh, she's not sure if she's going to press charges or not. Which she could have tri- pressed a bunch of charges. He listed off these charges she could press <gasps> on me." And I'm terrified. I'm like, okay, well, is there anything? Is there anything I could do? I mean, what what can I do? It's like, well, she doesn't want to speak with you. Oh, so we'd gone this back and forth with the women, and it ended up lasting for about four or five days of me calling this. De- I think it was a detective or somebody. I don't know who it was. Maybe it wasn't a detective, but somebody at the Monmouth Police Department. And I would call and leave messages and be like, "Hi, this is Greg. I'm just calling to see what's going to happen. I, I really want to apologize." And so, and then my mom. Uh, made me call Dan's mom and apologize to her. So I had to call and apologize to her 
just say, I'm so sorry, Mrs. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry what happened. I was joking around. I went too far, and, and it was my fault. And after about four or five days, finally the guy called me back, and he's like, all right, well, she has decided not to press charges, so let this be a lesson to you. Oh, do my do God. Never did it. That was it. That was the end of it. I ended doing prank phone calls after that. No more. That's what happened. So there it is. There's there's my admission. So do you have like a police record from that? No, because she didn't press charges. Thankfully. Thankfully, she did not press charges. Otherwise, there, there would have been at least harassment. Oh, Greg, you but are... But with the, with the idea that it was a death threat, who knows? Greg, you are king shit apple. I'm no, no, Kenny B is king shit apple. That's true. He threw milk jugs full of feces um, in d- restaurants. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I learned uh, learned my lesson there. All right, so back to where we were talking. So your brother would hear an old lady in the hallway. Yes, my brother would hear an old lady in the hallway. Yeah, Hello? and it lasted for about a year. Hello. Oh, stop it! I don't like that. Hello. Don't go that way. That, that had nothing to do with an Australian. I was trying to think. Or... No, I was going to try and do the uh, pet cemetery one. Don't go up there. Oh, it, don't nobody go up there. What goes up there, don't come back the same. <laughs> oh, so Tuggy is in the chat. He, actually, he just sent me a message, actually, and he said the reason that he believes that the woman, uh, finally, just to put it and this, uh, the reason that he believes that the ghost is a woman is because every girlfriend that he's ever had or women that come over are the only ones that have issues with this. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So he thinks that she might be like a, a jealous lady ghost. Because, I mean, I've been to his house a few times, but yeah, I've never... They said that dudes never have any problems with yeah, it. Yeah, I've never had any problem with his bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, where do you want to go with this? Uh, let's uh, let's switch it up. Let's let's change change out of this. We'll go to we'll go to ball talk. I can't believe I just submitted that. I can't believe that I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, I kind of blanked it out because I intentionally blocked that from my memory. I could see why. Yeah. Oh. I learned my lesson there. Is it Dan, Dan that we know, Dan? Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Keelan was saying snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fair. That was fair. Because, I mean, I did it. Yeah, it, it was me. That got caught. I'm not saying he didn't probably do some of his own, but he didn't get caught with <laughs> it. I was the idiot that did wow. that. Wow. Does that ever, whenever you see Dan's uh, parents, does that ever, like, re-trigger in your mind? Like, uh, uh, I remember when I had to call and apologize. <laughs> Every now and then I'll remember that when I see his mom. Like, ah, oh, shit. Because <laughs> I just feel like an idiot. And she, she's kind of an intimidating That was woman. probably a big hubbub, a big to-do in Monmouth Independence. No, it didn't get out threat? too much. <laughs> okay. No, it didn't get out too much. I tried to keep that under wraps. Um, yeah, I still feel embarrassed, though, every time I talk to her. <laughs> every time it triggers that memory, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, hi. Hi, dance mom. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder what else he blamed on me. That was like an open invitation for him to blame everything on me. Oh, no. Well, everyone has that friend that they blame everything on. Well, usually that was our other buddy who had moved to town later, but... All right. I'm getting out of this. I'm Greg Nibbler. <laughs> Let's talk balls. Balls. Greg is very uncomfortable right now. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a genius move on my part. Genius, I tell you. All right. It's a, it's a potpourri of balls. It's a smattering. We're not, okay. We're not going to go any further than that. Uh, we do have... Um, Let's see. <laughs> I'm thrown off a bit after my admission. <laughs> God, that was dumb. Wow, Greg. That was so dumb. Um, okay. First up, in ball talk. We've got this. 
This comes from, well, another kind of shit apple, but this guy's more stupid than I was. Uh, so this comes from England. All right. From Wales, specifically, actually. Yeah, who this guy is who you're saying is worse than you. Okay, this, well, thank God that Facebook wasn't around when I was a kid. So this mm. kid uh, is, a, is a fan of a te- uh, soccer team called Wrexham. And his name is Dean Roberts. And Dean Roberts was not a fan of Wrexham's rival team, which is the uh, Chester City, which is Chester City. So apparently Chester City and Wrexham are big rivalries. Now, Dean Roberts is a Wrexham fan. He's 19 years old. And what he decided to do, though, was go to the Chester City Stadium and break in and then go to one of the doors that lead into the locker room for uh, for Chester City and spray paint WF, which means Wrexham football, I suppose, onto okay. the door. Spray painted that in white paint over the blue door. And then he took a picture of himself holding the spray paint can <laughs> in front of the door he just spray painted and posted that on Facebook. Wow. He posted, to all you Wrexham fans who said I didn't have the balls to do something like this, fuck off, Chester. Referring wow. to Chester City. Posted that on Facebook. And lo and behold, some people actually saw it on there. And they got a hold of him, and it was uh, immediately spread to the West Cheshire Magistrates Court. I'm sorry, can you say that again? I didn't quite catch the that. The West Cheshire Magistrates Court. West <laughs> Cheshire Magistrates Court. Yeah, why aren't you doing this in a British accent? That's your thing. I thought the rules applied to all of our singers. Magistrate Michael Morton told Roberts, You now have a criminal record for an act of considerable stupidity. I know very well the bad feeling between the two clubs because I go to watch Chester and I used to go and watch Wrexham. The rivalry never used to be too bad, but now there needs to be a military operation for the game to take place. Incidents like this do not help. You have come deliberately to vandalize the stadium. My advice to you would be to grow up. You have even posted the evidence on Facebook. Well... <laughs> He was uh, charged. He's pleaded guilty to committing criminal damage at the stadium. And when they came to arrest him, they searched him. And lo and behold, he had two cans of white spray paint in his backpack. <laughs> no, I'm shocked. Shocked. So Dean Roberts, super genius. He's been fined 70 pounds. Oh, they 70 pounds and then ordered to pay 200 pounds compensation to Chester FC. Prosecution costs of 85 pounds. Yeah, he, it's, he's out a few hundred bucks on this thing. So there we go, Dean Roberts. <laughs> Internet's forever, kids. Oh, it's Cheshire? Let me see here. It's spelled Chester. C-H-E-S-T-E-R city. Is that Chester or Cheshire? I I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Well, anyway, that's what it is. The British words are confusing because I remember I lived off of Gloucester Road, but it's spelled Gloucestershire, but it was pronounced Gloucester. That's like Wester. Worcestershire. Wester. Oh yeah, there's the picture. Somebody put that in the Wow, he looks like a, he's, a genius he's right, a there. Smart one right there. <laughs> I can't that. Moving on to Baltar. Wow, I know Greg's kind of beating himself up right now. Yeah, yeah, super genius. Um, let's see. Here's here's a story that I don't normally. I usually only tell Baltar stories of people who are idiots. This is one actually. This guy's becoming a star, even though he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. So, this is from the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks are the worst team in the NBA. They are terrible, awful. Awful team. Okay. But they do have somebody who's burgeoning to be a kind of a star, and he participated in the All-Star game, and his name is Giannis, and I'm going to mess up his last name, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo? I'll spell it? it out for you. A-N-T-E-T-O-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. Okay. 
Tato Kumpo. We're going to go with that one. Anyway, his nickname is the Greek Freak. So he's he's from Greece, and he's a player for uh, for for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's a rookie this year, nineteen year old from Athens. And from all accounts, he seems to be actually a pretty entertaining good dude. So one of the things though that just came out about him that that happened uh, earlier this year was he goes and he sends his money via Western Union back to his family in Greece, mm. which is awesome. You know, he's getting paid really well, but he sends pretty much all of his money back to them. And he went, he took a cab from his place. He doesn't have a car. Took a cab to Western Union to send money home before one of the games um, earlier this year. And he sent basically all the money he could at one time to Greece, to mm. his family, and then realized he sent so much he didn't have enough money left to pay for a cab back to the stadium. Oh, no. So he just started running. He started running to the, to the stadium to, to try to make it back, and he was several miles away from the stadium. He made it about a mile. Now, this, this kid's six foot ten, um, and he's running down the street when this couple saw him, and they, they pulled over to the side of the road, and they're like, hey, are you uh, Giannis uh, whatever? Mm-hmm. Are you the Greek freak? And he's like, yeah, I am. And they're like, well, do you want to ride to the stadium? <laughs> so they, they got him into the car and ended up driving back and dropping him off so that he could make sure... Make make sure that he made it to. The That's funny. Yeah, it's, that sounds like he's a good kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, just save enough money for a cab fare next time. Greek freak. All right, moving on to ball talk. You just want that to be your nickname, don't you? Yes. What? I don't even know what people are uh, confusing in there in the chat. Anyway, uh, moving on to ball talk. Got this. I've got breaking news, and this may be upsetting to a lot of people uh, down in Georgia. Okay. Well. It's this. The Redneck Games have been canceled. The annual Redneck Games have been canceled. Now, are you aware there were Redneck Games? I was not. Okay, well, they've been going on since... I feel since poorer for it. They've been, they've been going on since 1996 when Atlanta hosted the Summer Olympics, and they were kind of a spoof on that. But it's been going on since then. So, for... Ever since 1996. And it's been canceled this year due to lack of participation. So, Uh-oh. let people know... It's uh, in its heyday. It drew international visitors to uh, East Dublin city or East Dublin. And what happened is the uh, the Redneck Games. The competitions included bobbing for pig's feet, watermelon seed spitting, toilet seat horseshoes, and mud pit belly flops. All of these games that those sound very very classy. I kind of wish I would have known about this when it was going on. So you could have participated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I would go watch it. I would would you participate if they offered you a spot? I don't know what I'd participate in. I don't like pig's feet. That's gross. Watermelon seed spitting, I probably wouldn't be too good at. Toilet seat horseshoes, maybe I could do that. Mud pit belly flops, I wouldn't win. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of opportunity for me to win, which is the only reason to participate in anything. Okay. Uh, maybe toilet seat horseshoes. I have no experience in that. I feel like that'd be the only one I could compete in, though, All right. out of those ones. That would so be, be kind of fun, actually. Yeah. We could probably set that up in your backyard. <laughs> Probably. That's, that's all I need. That's all I need to add to my neighborhood. <laughs> Just embrace it. Uh, moving on in ball talk, there is a tell-all book that's going to be releasing very soon by a woman by the name of Vanessa Lopez. Now, Vanessa Lopez is the ex-girlfriend of two NBA players. One former, one current. Okay. She is the ex-girlfriend of J.J. Redick, who plays for the L.A. Clippers, and also, before that, the ex-girlfriend of Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, she's releasing a tell-all book about their private sex lives. Oh, I'm sure they're really excited about that. I'm sure they're very excited. She has promised to go in depth and reveal secrets from Shaq's private life, 
These kind of books just kind of piss me off. Yeah, that's just that's messed up. Yeah, it's like, eh, come on. Really? I mean, obviously just trying to capitalize on it. But in her book, she also talks about how Shaq's stepfather, Phil Harrison, smoked over a million dollars worth of crack cocaine while Shaq was with the Lakers. This is according to her. What? No word on if this is true or not. But this is these are some of the claims that she is making in her book. So that book will be out soon. Well, hopefully it doesn't sell. Yeah, I just there's something that's just kind of gross about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have to report it so that you're aware of it. All right, finally in Baltic, I want to play part of this because this is one of the this has got to be one of the hardest interviews that this reporter had ever gone through. And it um, was something that happened on ESPN, and this was actually on Wednesday. So I don't know if this was yesterday or last Wednesday. I'll double check it. Oh yeah, I think it was. I think it was yesterday, and it was an interview with Ken Griffey Jr. Now. People in the Northwest obviously know who Ken Griffey Jr. is, and I'm sure other people do, too. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Mm. Played for Seattle for about 12 years and then some other teams after that. That's all I knew about baseball. Like, yeah. when I, growing up in Washington State, I'm just like, baseball synonymous with Ken Griffey Jr. Me, too. Mm-hmm. Me, too. I mean, and he was awesome. He was so good, and he always seemed like he was sitting there smiling. He was like a superhero to everyone. Ken Griffey Jr. was awesome. and but And always seemed like a very happy, friendly guy. Well, now... He is working for Upper Deck, which is a which is a baseball card company, uh-huh. sport card. I know, yeah, Upper Deck. Upper Decker. They they make sporting cards, and he is one of their one of their reps. So he is getting paid right now to promote their thing and go do interviews with different media outlets mm. promoting this new Upper Deck like rookie card series or something like that. So that's the that's the the, the pre part to this is that yes, he's being paid for this interview. It's a short interview, but he's live on ESPN, and I'm just going to play a little part of it to show you what this woman went through. I was just seeing that video brings back great memories. I used to cover this guy when I worked in Seattle before coming to ESPN. So pleased to be joined by 13-time Major League Baseball All-Star Ken Griffey Jr., who is here on SportsCenter Live on behalf of Upper Deck, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary. How you doing, Ken? Hey, how are you? Great. Growing up, you had a big baseball card collection. Did you have a favorite? Yeah, one. My dad. <laughs> your, your dad, of that course. Besides your dad. I, I, you know, were there somebody else? Nope. All right. Didn't know anybody else. At- yeah, and I mean, you're one of the best at going into that home plate hard. You were oh, one of the best yeah. at that. Before we let you go, Ken, we know you've been doing a ton of interviews for Upper Deck. We have a few Twitter questions for you. Uh, this from Derby at Home Run Derby. Uh, which young outfielder do you see today most resembles your playing style? McCutcheon. McCutcheon, Andrew McCutcheon. He's a good one. Here's another yep. one. Who do you think is the best player in Major League Baseball right now? All-around best player. McCutcheon. <laughs> you guys buds? <laughs> mm. And looking back on your career, Ken Griffey Jr., what do you think will be remembered for far above all else? Smile. That's a good thing. <laughs> the ironic thing is he did not smile that, one smile. time during the interview. <laughs> All right. Ken Griffey Jr., thanks for joining us on SportsCenter. Good like, luck to I got to say, this this woman who did the interview, she's a pro. She did good. Yeah, she did make it through, through this. Uh, I'll find her name I just want to um, answer everything. Anytime someone asks me a question, I just want to say McCutcheon. McCutcheon? <laughs> McCutcheon. No. 
My dad. No. And he's getting paid for that interview. Wow. Upper Deck's sponsoring him. He's probably getting a lot of money. Uh, he did come out afterwards, after this interview <laughs> aired, and he apologized. He actually oh, called good. her, and he posted on Twitter apologizing for... Uh, it's Linda Cohn. That's who was conducting the interview. Apologized for basically being a jerk in the interview. And uh, she she posted back that she accepts the apology. And wow. That it all worked out. Yeah, she handled that like a pro. She, she was, did. If she wasn't prepared, she would have been totally screwed. Yeah, she had posted, actually mm-hmm. online, for a guy who wants to be known for his smile, he has a strange way of showing it. Yeah. Jeffrey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, she was not happy, but he did uh, He did apologize, and so, so it worked out. But yeah, King Griffey Jr., that's not what I expected. No, me neither. It's like, no, you're a real person, and you can be a jerk sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. <laughs> wow, that is so awkward. It's extremely awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Do you He's still and, awesome, though. We should try and get him on the show, Greg. Uh, I would. Are you kidding me? We get Ken Griffey Jr. on the show? Yes. Seriously, after that? Oh, yeah. I don't care. He's Ken Griffey Jr., dude. You grew up anywhere anywhere in the Northwest, Ken Griffey Jr. is a hero. Like, he's it. I didn't even like baseball that much, but I liked Ken Griffey Jr. He's awesome. Wow, you were, like, really excited about this after the worst oh, interview ever. Dude, anybody, <laughs> anybody in my age range that was a fan of sports growing up, you knew Ken Griffey Jr., Well, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, I know that you might be interested in this. I was pretty excited when I found this. So, have you ever heard of an app that you can, or an app, like a website you can use called Airbnb? Yeah. Where you can, mm-hmm. like, find places to stay and such. Yeah, you, like, rent out other people's... Mm, like, rooms or houses. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. there's Airbnb. There's a new app that can be used not to rent out houses, but to actually be able to rent out bathrooms. More specifically, Wait, toilets. Yes. Rent out a bathroom? Called AirPNP. <laughs> There's something called AirPNP. <laughs> so this app has been created uh, it's after a real the. Thing. It's a real thing. The creators came up with the idea when they were at Mardi Gras and couldn't find a place to pee. So there were no bathrooms to be used at Mardi Gras. So they're like, hey, why don't we take this concept of Airbnb? I thought that's what the side streets were yeah, around Bourbon that, Street. Yeah, that I isn't mean. there for But I mean, but you can, what you can do, you can actually, so hotels have been signing up for this. Um, so let's see, there's a hotel there called uh, Pont Train, advertises uh, marble floors, spotless toilets, and high quality handle towels. So if you want to rent out that bathroom, you can do so for 20 American dollars. Wait, so you, you see it on the list and you just show up at somebody's place and be like... Yeah, so people, if you have a house that you can rent out your bathroom for, like, if someone wants to pee or needs to do, you know, something else, can you, you can register on uh, on AirPNP. Now, you have to pre-plan this? Or can you just show up and be like, oh, I gotta go. Gotta get there now. Like, how does it work? I don't know. I think that you look up the so you app. you have to plan ahead when you're going to have to pee? Yeah, so for some reason it hasn't... Uh, it hasn't quite taken off everywhere, but so far, uh, right now, it's being used in New Orleans uh, and Antwerp, Belgium. For some reason, these are the two places that are just skyrocketing and being able to use the Air PNP. I will admit, there's a couple of times in New York because you you have to pay anywhere to use a bathroom. I would consider paying twenty bucks a couple of times in my life when I really <laughs> had to go. I'm like, I I I don't care. See, Tuggy could totally rent out his bathroom, like. Come pee in my haunted bathroom for 20 bucks. 
But like, if, if, so if, you just get random people showing up. Yeah, well, I think hey, you have man, to register. So I mean, so that way you won't be like. I think they have to register through it so that I mean, it can't be like strangers who are just going to come and rob you blind because they say they're going to come and use your bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. Something seems sketchy about that. Oh, that's going to end poorly. Yeah. But if you have a fancy bathroom and you'd like to register it, just go to Airbnb. I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have some fancy bathrooms on there. <laughs> like, there's some actual fancy bathrooms. I mean, but I'm not going to care at that point because I just want to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's fancy. That's why it would be genius to have like one on there for like a dollar. And then you could do- make a ton of money because if someone just needs to get in and get out real quick. In and out. A dollar is not worth it for me to let a stranger into my house to go use my bathroom <laughs> to do whatever. Because are there repercussions? Oh my god, that is a great idea. What? T-Sex just suggested that you should sign up your ex-roommate Ryan for the Airbnb. I'm already... <laughs> I pranked him enough for now. I'm fearful of what he's got planned for me. I'm going to back off on that one. I'm, I'm saving. <laughs> I'm on the defensive right now with him. Oh, because you know it's coming? I know it's coming, yeah. Okay. All right, we have a couple food-themed stories from the Northwest. Uh, first one happened on Capitol Hill. That is our sister to the north in Seattle, Washington. Police have arrested a very hungry 24-year-old male on Capitol Hill after he allegedly assaulted a man who was eating a burrito. The reason for the assault was because the man wouldn't share his burrito with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so a man was sitting outside of a restaurant this past... Uh, see, so this happened a couple days ago. At about 4.30 p.m., pleasantly eating his burrito at the intersection of Broadway and East Pine. So he's walking, eating it? or No, he was sitting outside of a sitting. restaurant. Okay. So he was sitting outside of uh, a Mexican restaurant uh, when another man approached him. Uh, the stranger reportedly came up to him, stood in front of him, and yelled, Give me a bite of your burrito. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the burrito eater told the man that he was being rude, which only provoked the starving man. Well, he wasn't starving. The, the man who wanted to eat a bite of a stranger's burrito, which is totally weird. Uh, the burrito seeker then shoved the victim and repeatedly demanded a burrito bite. The victim stood up. And was met with a punch. Oh. <laughs> the assailant, they caught him. Uh, the assailant ran away. Officers fielded several calls reporting the assault and caught the alleged attacker just blocks away, boarding a bus. Um, so he found the man matched the description of someone who had just also stolen liquor from a nearby liquor store. They arrested him and booked him into King County Jail. What an ass. Yeah. I would be so mad. Dude, that's... I could, can't you see a Seattle thing like, that guy's going to get like free burritos for life or something? From that place if he defended his burritos honor. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I that's one thing I can't stand if people try to steal my food. Ooh. Yeah, uh, just FYI, anybody who eats with Greg, Greg does not like sharing his food. No, if it's intentional sharing, if it's purchased yeah. to share. Yeah. Now, if but I it has to be divided exactly in half. If we have, if you have split the purchase of something, there is no wiggle room whatsoever. You pay for half a pizza, you get no more than four slices. You get no more than half. Mm-hmm. If you, if I go in on somebody with a pizza, if it's a, if it's a fifty-fifty split, but then that person eats faster than me and gets around half of the pizza and starts eating into my side. Oh yeah, no, then I'm mad. I had a roommate that used to do that. We'd be like, oh yeah, let's, let's share our pizza. We'd be 50-50. So that's, that's fine. Okay, we're all, we're all even. And then he'd just go blah, 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 and eat it as fast as he could. And like, I don't eat that fast. So I'm like two slices in and all of a sudden he's eating on my side of it. Oh, bastard. But he's not offering me more money. Oh. I paid that for that That puts you half. in an awkward predicament. And if I, I want to keep part, part of my half for leftovers, that's my prerogative. Just because I'm not eating it right now doesn't mean I don't want it. God, I worked with so many people in radio that, like, they would, you know, kind of shuffle in when you're, like, getting your food out of the refrigerator and, like, the gross radio station kitchen area, and they'd be like, oh, is that community food? 
Oh, is that community food? No. I'm like, no, this is not community food. This is my lunch. <laughs> I don't want to share it with you. Yeah, there's is nothing that community. <laughs> there's nothing rude about that. Rude to take pizza when it's not yours. All right. Anyway, so don't take Greg's food. All right, and <laughs> Florida with trees. To Eugene, we travel. Uh, two people have been arrested after allegedly using moonshine to try to set a pizza restaurant on fire because they were mad at the pizza place. Uh, these two ge- geniuses, uh, Letitia Cagle and Matthew Bossard, were arrested. Uh, so this happened in Eugene, Oregon. Employees of uh, a place called World Pies. Have you heard of that? World, like, ooh, like yeah. spinny. World Pies. As opposed to? Instead of world, like planet. It's world. Swirled. A world. Yeah. Like whirl. Like a whirlpool. Mm-hmm. Like a whirlwind. Whirl. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so employees of World Pies in Eugene, Oregon, say that Kegel and Bossard were drunk and were in the restaurant for the whole night uh, prior to the 10 p.m. closing time. Workers eventually, you know, were trying to get off of work, so they uh, got the pair outside the door because they were refusing to leave. They finally got them out of the restaurant and locked up the restaurant for the night. But the inebriated couple didn't go quietly. Witnesses say that Kegel and Bossard banged on the door so hard that things inside of the restaurant fell to the ground. Now, as the staff called the police, the couple allegedly smashed through a window. Uh, Bossard is said to have grabbed a curtain to make a wick out of it and used it to light a bottle of homemade moonshine that they pulled out from one of their bags. <laughs> Fortunately, there was no... a Molotov s- cocktail out of this thing? Yeah, for, because they were asked to leave at closing time at a pizza parlor. This is a crazy-ass <laughs> pizza parlor. Um, so the fire resulted in no serious damage. They were able to extinguish it. I just don't understand. Why would you want to be there if they don't want you in there? I know. Like they must have some pretty like, amazing pizza. I'm, well, then I'm going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I know. It's like, seriously, it's a pizza parlor. It's 10 p.m. Other things are open. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Well, the staff of World Pies does have a good sense of humor about the situation. On their Facebook page, they thank the community for their support. And this weekend, they're going to be offering a flamethrower pizza <laughs> that's going to be on special. Uh, both of the, however, the suspects are both caught. And they were charged with arson and burglary and criminal mischief. So I hope it was worth it. Greg. Yes. A Florida man is on the run in Gainesville, Florida. Oh, no. Uh, the only reason I know Gainesville, Florida is because that's where Against Me is from. But now I'm going to know it because of this as <laughs> that's well. That's the only reason you know Gainesville, Florida? Mm-hmm. Nothing else? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, police are searching for a Florida man who has been... Urinating on people at the University of Florida campus Then running away Oh no <laughs> The Gainesville Sun Reports that Oh, oh excuse me Well, popping there uh, The Gainesville Sun reports that Victims tell police So this are, there have been many victims That this has happened to uh, That they were standing with their backs turned To the man when they would suddenly feel themselves Being urinated upon oh. So this happened all the way from uh, Let's see so the incidents have occurred uh, starting February 22nd, and the last incident was reported two days ago in various locations near the campus. Uh, police all told, uh, let's see, victims all, all told police that when they confronted the man, he ran away. Uh, however, none of them were able to get a full description of him. How? Okay, if he's close enough to pee on you, that's probably close enough for arm's length to punch this dude. Mm-hmm. I would be punching. Yes, that's a punch. Oh, yeah. Unless he has like a. That's a beating. No, yeah. To Mafreeze, 
I always have a hard time saying. Wait, that's week. it. So they did. So they still haven't caught him. No, he's on the run. So police are increasing patrols in the oh. area to find the the urinator. Oh man, the urinator. Serial urinator. I just made a Terminator urinator joke, and you didn't even laugh. Yeah, no. I, Why did you just ignore it. that? Yeah, no. It, it why was did quality. you? Why did you ignore that? There was nothing for me to add on to that joke. It was too good on its own. Here we go to Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. To a McDonald's parking lot in okay. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Am I saying that right? Murfreesboro. 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 I think, and I could be wrong, but I believe you say it, Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. No, it's a, it's a borough. It's B-O-R-O. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Borough. Murfreesboro. 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 <laughs> I like how in the chat I was like, oh, my urinator joke. Uh, Jasmine, the chat says, it wasn't funny, Sarah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Instant judgment. Wow. Gotta up the ante a little bit. All right. When a Murfreesboro police officer investigated a Tennessee man who was asleep in his car in a McDonald's parking lot while the vehicle was running, he got a little bit more... Than he bargained for. More than an eyeful, I'd say. Now, Officer Randall Gaines saw that a man by the name of Tracy Strawn, when he approached the car, was partially nude from the waist down. And while Officer Gaines was trying to wake him up, and uh, he placed the drowsy man under arrest for indecent exposure. So before Officer Gaines uh, began taking an inventory of Strawn's car after he woke him up and had him put his pants on, uh, he asked the 39-year-old if there's anything he needed to be concerned about in the vehicle before they brought it into police custody. Mr. Strong then apparently told Officer Gaines that, that he said, and I quote, there might be a meth lab in my car. <laughs> Gaines, Gaines said to the butt cop, when he opened up the passenger door, a gasser bottle, whatever that is, do you know what a gasser bottle is? I'm not sure. Some, maybe some sort of methy thing, uh, tumbled out. At that point, a methamphetamine cleaning crew was called, and an active meth lab was indeed discovered in the back seat of his car. Wow. Yeah, I, he made a... A move in meth lab. Uh, after he admitted to cooking methamphetamine, Strawn was found with a quantity of meth in his possession and plastic baggings that could be used to sell drugs. So, he, in, in addition to indecent exposure, because he was, you know, the pantsless. Yeah, did the they explain lab. that part of it? Mm-mm. Okay. No, so he was just pantsless for no reason. He also uh, was charged with initiation of methamphetamine, felony possession of a Schedule II drug, and possession of drug paraphernalia. I just like his statement. There might be a meth lab in my car. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's for me to know, you to find Maybe. out. Maybe. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. The uh, Red Night <laughs> All right, and I do have one more story, and it's an update from a story that we had yesterday, Greg. It's an update. Now, I don't know if you remember me talking about this, but I did have a story yesterday talking about HBO and how they're actually going to be putting together a mixtape of sorts yes. to promote the upcoming Game of Thrones season. Yes. So what they're doing is they're having a bunch of, um, they're having rappers and such, uh, and hip-hop artists that perform the hippity-hoppity. Uh, they're going to be releasing, of course, the mixtape of the Game of Thrones-inspired music. So this is called, it's going to be called Catch a Throne. We touched, talked about this yesterday. Yes. Um, so the full track list has now been revealed. Of course, we talked uh, about rappers who are going to be taking place, uh, who are going to be part of it, like Common, Big Boy, Bodega Bands, Magazine, uh, Snow the Product, Common, Daddy Yankee, 
and Wa- Wale. Wait, what was the name? Wale. You got it, man. Allow me to introduce me. My name Wale. Don't say Wale. Allow me to introduce me. My name Wale. Don't say Wale. All right. Thanks, Greg. Yep. Well, I do have, as the kids say, a track's been leaked. (laughs) Now, Greg, and that track is performed by no other than Wale. Whale? Wait, who? It's it's Wale. Wait, what's his name? It's, God damn it, it's Wale. Okay. All right. Well, I do have a sample of that. Would you like to hear Wale's Kingslayer that will be available for oh, <laughs> tomorrow on the Catch the Throne I haven't even heard it. Mixtape. I'm already embarrassed for this. All right. Here it is. Uh, so here it is. Catch the Throne. Kingslayer. Wale. Survival of the fittest. Oh, no. All hail to the realest. All hail to the realist. And winter is coming. Got my back to the wall. This is a rap. This is war. Take a sabbatical. No battle anybody who wanted. Using my king neck for words as an actual sword. I can decapitate a rapper. If it be lacking, he gone. Know that my faction too strong. Know that my passion that throne. Know that my team is afloat. No matter what rap that we on. But what did you think? Homie, I'm never gonna sink. I'll be forever a G. Coming at me. Haters got peace. I throw you a piece like seven repeat. La homie, your beast. You know why I be so who wanted with me? La homie, your beast. What devil let my I don't know what to think of this. No, I want to hear it. <laughs> Bring you that Khaleesi heat? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so bad. This is just embarrassing. Okay, I, that's what I thought too, but I wasn't sure. I'm like, maybe I wasn't understanding it. It's almost over. Never curry wait, my name curry wait. Love hate revolve like a 38. Love the paper, but the fame in the way. Love the paper, but the fame in the way. What does that have to do with Game of Thrones? I don't know. Like if you're gonna make it about Game of Thrones. Love the paper, but the fame get in the way. Like Is he, embar- is he embarrassed of the fact that he's doing this and trying to take focus off of it? <laughs> I do love the Game of Thrones music, though. <sighs> yeah, but that has nothing to do with That's as bad as... I, I remember this. Uh, I used to have this mixtape, and I just found part of it online. Oh, nice. Of um, St. Ides. You know what St. Ides is? The malt, malt liquor? liquor? The flavored yeah. malt liquor. They put out a mixtape years ago that had... Ice Cube, um, Snoop Dogg, Warren G, 
Nate Dogg, and a bunch of other people on it. And I think Wu Tang was on it. I've got just hit the corner store. You know what I'm looking for. <laughs> You've played this for me before. I used to quote this. I quote this all the time still. I like this. Hear ye, hear ye. Come on, come on. It's the first Daniel G. Nick and all my dogs are invited. So don't enlighten. Because it's the first time in a long time. And I just might reminisce about the fresh best back in 85. When the dubs and the Saniacs used to hoo ride. It was easy just to serve on the curb. That's how I do. Ain't no slipping, dipping. Now I'm sipping on my roof. Saying true. Because now I'm supposed to uh-huh. grab my little friend. You just Kanye'd me there. Yep. <laughs> I almost used a different term. <laughs> oh, that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. Can you do what, what you we do, do when we're sipping on, on the brew? Stop it. Stop it. What's my assumption? Drinking Saint-Ides brew, that's my function. Greg, please don't. Well, I didn't realize what time it was. We've been babbling for a while. Oh, we have. <sighs> you know what? That mixtape that I had, it ran away with this guy I was in a band with years ago. I've never seen it since. Keelan is asking, are you doing white boy rap lobster claws? <laughs> Can you do? <laughs> he is doing rap. They are oh lobster God. claws. I've never even thought about that. <laughs> he is totally doing white boy. Can you do? What we do when we're sipping on the bone? Oh my god, that is exactly what he was doing! <laughs> White boy rap lobster claws. <laughs> oh my god, that has to be the name of your album, Greg, if you ever do a rap album. Conjunction, junction. White boy lobster claws. Drinking He's still doing them. That's my He's function. still doing them. <laughs> White boy lobster claws. <laughs> Holy shit, Keelan, that is the best thing I've ever heard. I never thought about that before. Now, yes, I realize I do that all the time. <laughs> Shaking the lobster claws. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Not as afraid of me like I'm Jaws. Just stop. Stop it. Buddy makes a mean barbecue sauce. Stop it. I always wear a belt so I don't drop my drawers. Now I'm going to be totally aware of your white boy lobster claws every time you do, you do that so much. White boy lobster claws. 
Uh, all right. Is it somebody's birthday that we're forgetting? Probably. If, if somebody's listening live and there's a birthday we're forgetting, please put it into the chat and we'll take care of that. In the meantime, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Uh, big thank you to the show being brought in part by H&R Block. H&R Block, one of our fine sponsors. They are located right here in Portland. Our guy Gilbert is going to be taking care of our taxes next week. Don't forget to get yours done. They have the uh, guarantee where they will take a look at your last two years of taxes and make sure that they were done correctly and see if they can find more money for you. It's very important to get your taxes done correctly, and H&R Block helps us out tremendously. Absolutely. And then when you get that extra money, you can get, you know, like, novelty hats that say, you know, like, funny slogans or shirts that say, White Boy Lobster Claws. <laughs> You'll have extra money to do that. Oh, no, my lobster claws. Other rappers run away like I'm Jaws. Oh All right, you guys are fantastic. Coming up later on today will be Guys and Balls right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network at about uh, 7.30 p.m. And we will be back tomorrow with a brand new Fun Employment Radio. Dot com.